Hello and welcome, friends, to another edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, right here on your community radio station. We are Forward Radio, WFMP Louisville, broadcasting from right here in the historic Haven Building at 106.5 FM. You may also be listening to us on our live stream that you can find anywhere in the world at forwardradio.org. And while you're there, hey, chip in to keep us on the air. It only takes $20 a day. You could sponsor an entire day's broadcast of this great community resource for 20 bucks. And also click participate. Become a part of this community station. It is all run by volunteers like me. So if you want to get behind the microphones, even if it's just a one-time access hour you want to do, or maybe you're interested in a weekly program like this, or maybe you want to help us out behind the scenes. We need lots of help to keep this station going and you can get involved at forwardradio.org well what we do on sustainability now each week is bring in fine folks from around the community some of whom i know some of whom i'm just getting to know uh, and we learn about uh, all the different ways that people are engaged in solutions for sustainability and i'm really excited to touch on a topic that we just don't talk about enough on this show which is work-life integration and equity in the arts a couple great topics that we're going to discuss today and you may be wondering how does this all connect i'm kind of wondering too so i'm excited to learn more about it uh, i've got in the studio with me the ceo of an organization called logic everyday community her name is cheryl Farr. welcome cheryl thank you thanks for having me justin we're going to learn a lot more about what it is you do but i want to introduce our other guest in studio a returning guest to this show she was back on in april talking about the art embodied project you may remember marlisha woods welcome back Marlisha. Thanks, Justin, for having me. And Marlisha is now the Equity and Arts Director for Logic Everyday Community. I think I'm getting the names right, but just give me an overview. What is Logic Everyday Community? First of all, Justin, you're doing great. (laughs) 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 Logic Everyday Community. um, Some of you listeners may have experienced Logic, but it's probably new to most folks in the community. We just opened in Nulu at the Gateway to Nulu at Market street in hancock really beginning in april parts of our business rolled out and didn't even open until july so we're really very new in the community logic everyday community is a concept that integrates four kinds of businesses food and beverage co-working childcare, and events all in one integrated concept. Each business is really intended to be best in class and compete alongside its fellow restaurants and childcare facilities and so on and so forth in Louisville. But what it offers is the benefit of being able to use multiple lines of business at the same time. Our customers are able to use just one piece. You may just drop your child off in the morning and come back and pick them up in the afternoon. Or you can drop your child off, go to co-working. You might just work with us, but you can host a meeting where we can bring in lunch. All of those, you're able to integrate the different businesses however you see fit, whatever works for your life. And maybe today it's one way, and maybe you switch it up entirely tomorrow. Wow. Okay. I love it. It's almost like a little village. (laughs) it It kind of is, actually. And like I said, we actually have five businesses that reside under one roof. Um, Our restaurant is Everyday Kitchen. Lots of people come in the front door to Everyday Kitchen and may not even understand that there's anything else going in the building. Right, okay. We have a cafe called... Is it breakfast, lunch, dinner? Our restaurant, Everyday Kitchen, is right now dinner from Tuesday through Saturday. And it's helmed by our executive chef, Mike Vida, 
who used to be at Proof on Main. Our senior restaurant manager is Tim Quinlan from Harvest, so we've got a great pedigree and an mm. amazing food and beverage experience mm. happening there with an emphasis on farm to table. So Yay. Part of our, Local definitely food. Definitely <laughs> part of our sustainability story and, and participating in the community story. Yeah. Very important to us. In our cafe, Clever Moose Cafe, which is coffee, tea, and some breakfast, pastry, and nice. lunch, we'll actually be expanding that concept into a modern Asian street food, daytime huh. uh, lunch experience very shortly. Logic Workplace is our co-working brand, so we have offices, dedicated desks, and co-working. Very hospitality-forward experience, very service-oriented. Our goal is to allow our members to focus on what they do best. We do the rest. Yeah. And um, something we can do because we are a hospitality business. Okay. And um, childcare, Logic Kids Camp, which is full-time, part-time, and drop-in childcare in a flexible format you can use as you need and pay only for what you use. Uh -huh. And then Logic Events, which really brings the whole system ecosystem together. Wow. So we run events for up to about 125 people. There on site or on, out in the community? On site. On site. Um, okay. Obviously, with bringing in our catering, we've got a gorgeous facility we can use in lots of different ways wow. to host social and business events from two people meetings to big parties. Wow. It's really fun. So if listeners want to play along at home and learn more, you can go online to learn more at logic.org, and that's spelled L-O-D-G-I-C, as in, you know, lodging, logic.org, and then the, the restaurant, you can learn about it, everydaykitchen.com slash Louisville. And again, it's in the Gateway to Nulu building, which is brand new at 552 East Market. So, okay, this is cool. Marlisha, tell me, wh what does arts have to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So when you think about art, it's the creatives, right? It's yeah. this expression. It's the fun. It's the paint, and draw, ceramics. But we want to flip it. <laughs> art, in many ways, is the process. And how I define it in this context is the process and how we interpret the world around us. Yeah. And so if we're going to think about all of these industries that we just discussed, how can we tackle a business problem with an artful solution? Ooh. So, for instance, if we're walking through logic and we're thinking about how we market how do we tell stories how are those narratives uplifting and amplifying a community voice right we can do that in a very artful way we have the kids camp what are the children learning you know is there cultural fluency included so from the literature that they're reading is there representation right so this is a way that we can discuss equity we can also include art but it's a way to just really change how we do business hopefully in the nonprofit sector and beyond so, yes, art will lead that discussion, but it's not the tangible procuring acquisition art. This wow. is not paintings on a wall. Right, it's right. More. This is a process, an artful process, if you will. Yes. Almost. And uh, I should have asked, so this daycare is for what ages? 12 months to 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is a wide range of curriculum then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. And tell me a little bit more about sort of the, the ecosystem of clients, I guess is the word to use, of folks that uh, use the co-working space. 
So our members who use the co-working space are, we're still growing our base. We have about 50 members right now. And we have a range of independent workers and small businesses up to about, up to teams of about 10. Um, We really service very well professionals and small teams Mm -hmm. for whom we can offer everything that if they go into their own class A or class B office space, they have to sort of put together and make sure the coffee's made and the guests are greeted and yeah. the printer works and they have the internet contract and that they're furnished and all of these things. We can take care of all of that. We have a workplace concierge team that actually is there to meet their needs and make sure that their guests get to them, that their meetings are hosted well, that the printer's working. Whatever their needs are, we take care of. And they find that us being able to bring those services together for them allows them to really focus on their business and not have to sweat the details. Well, and it's a more sustainable model to share all those resources in common instead of everybody having to have their own brick and mortar, their own administrative stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is actually a much more efficient use of resources, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, now, now, I've never had the pleasure of working in a co-working space, so I don't know what it's like day to day, but I have some friends who've done it. Um, for those of my listening audience who haven't experienced this kind of a space, can you give us a day in the life or what does it feel like to, to, to use a co-working space? Do I always have the same desk or can I store things? What's all that like? Oh, that's a great question. It all depends on what kind of membership you have. One of the great things about co-working is that, of course, you can come in and stay for as long as you like in terms of if you just need an office for a month or if you want to make it your permanent home. Wow. There are different levels of membership. You can have your own office with your own lockable door and your own whatever that looks like, your own space, Mm. whether that's for just you or for multiple team members. Okay. And in that case, you can do whatever you like, put your own furniture in. We have in some of our other locations, we have a therapist's office, and they took all the desks out, and they have sofas, you know, whatever that looks like for you. We have dedicated desks where it's your desk. It might be in an open area, might have dividers separating it off, but you can put your pictures out, and you have your lockable file cabinet. It's your desk. Or you can have an open co-working membership where what you do is you come in and take a different seat every day. We have very creative, beautifully outfitted open spaces. And what we find a lot is that even our office members love to come sit out in our open areas and use some of the specialty task areas and the phone booths we have that allow them to plug in and do a video conference in private. And so all of those amenities, no matter what membership you have, all of our amenities are common, 24-hour access, all the coffee you can drink, all the snacks you can eat, free (laughs) printing, (laughs) um, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, All of our members get 10% off food and beverage in our restaurant and cafe. Oh, neat. But what it's like is... It's like being part of a working community where you you get to know the other people around you. In co-working historically, and I, this is, has played out to be true for Logic, people come because they love the space, they love the amenities, they like the service, they stay for the community. Yeah, they imagine, love right? being around other people who are doing exciting things, meeting people they might not otherwise meet, right. and just being around the energy. You know, I've had multiple co-workers both here in Louisville and in other locations uh, we have two other locations say being here raises my game it makes the the people I'm around make me more productive more excited and it really 
raises up the quality of my work. And we've seen that. We've seen our small businesses and our entrepreneurs grow faster. It's, mm. And there's nothing more exciting than watching a business owner's business grow. Yeah. And to, to be a part of that is a really exciting dynamic for yeah. us. Our brand promises to nourish the aspirations of everyone who crosses our threshold, staff, member, customer, guest alike, whatever that looks like. Wow. So to be able to be a part of that is why we exist. Wow. And are there artists who are members too? Or is that something you're moving in towards? Well, do we have, we, I think we have a couple of artists, okay. but, but that's really not where equity in the arts starts. Um, Logic is actually a not-for-profit business. We are a subsidiary of Moose International, which is one of the largest and oldest service organizations oh. in the United States and in North America. And when we developed the concept for them, they had asked us to develop a new concept so that they could be relevant for another 100 years. Yeah, um, they're yeah. a 125-year-old organization, so that's a very <laughs> realistic concept for them. And um, what the organization has always cared about is helping working people thrive, helping children grow into healthy, productive citizens, and being a positive impact in any community we enter. Oh, wow. So we look, act, and feel. If you come to Logic, it feels like a retail brands, consumer brands, but instead of our proceeds going into the pockets of shareholders, they actually are all reinvested in the causes that we care about. Oh, nice. And on the national level, that's Mooseheart Child City and School, which is a campus about 40 miles west of Chicago that is a residential school and living community for children from infancy to 18 who have every ability to succeed but don't have the family structure to do so. Mm -hmm. They can come there, go to school, when they graduate from school there, learn life skills, have family come around them, family structure come around them. And when they graduate, as long as they graduate with a B average or better, they get a free four-year ride to college. It's, it's a pretty extraordinary wow. place. So our job is to help fund that, but also here in the community to give back to any community we enter. And so we do that right now, or we've started doing that through two ways. One is which one is our community artist program. So when you come into Logic, I got you. you okay. will see a full collection of artwork, all of which has been locally commissioned and curated from local artists Ooh. here in the Louisville area. We spent about seventy-five thousand dollars before the doors even open, and that's a really important program to us in any community we went enter both to put the lo local imprint on the facility, uh -huh. but also to really indicate that what we're about, that we're really, we wanna give to the community and participate and, and create opportunities. And also through what a program we called Everyday Access Grants, which provides co-working, and in some cases, access to childcare for entrepreneurs who need to leg up. And Equity in Arts is a program that's really the next level. It's the evolution of those programs forward into a larger community impact, really uh, forwarding our dialogue and our learning on how to be a more impactful organization and how to actually develop our own cultural fluency as we participate in conversations around diversity, mm. equity, inclusion, and growing our own organization in a way that allows us to be a positive impact in ways that we may still be learning and growing. Sure. In fact, we are, I can promise you that. Yeah. 
And so um, I'll let Marlisha talk about that program a little more detail, but it really was a catalyst to say, how do we grow forward as an organization and grow our impact? Because we know that we can have, um, it's very easy with best intent to actually <laughs> participate in the, in the further division of a, a community, right. not necessarily participate in its inclusiveness. Right. And that's and our intent, our heartfelt intent is to participate in the inclusiveness and coming together of any community we enter. And so that made us examine ourselves and where our opportunities were to continue to grow. Wow. Did you want to take a second to more deeply describe the program? Sure. So when the, the program came about, it came about first by way of just asking and inquiring about some art that I could produce. And I think that story is very unique in the sense that the conversation began with art. Can you create like, and so artists are known for creating yeah. tangible, you know, you could feel it, you could touch it, you could look at it, art, we can observe it, but can we really interact with it? Mm. Right? So you can go to a museum, you can go to an exhibit, you see it, you leave, you like it, and you forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, t typically people forget. Yeah. We don't want people to forget, mm. right? If people are in the forefront, I said, give me about three days. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I said, well, no, you asked for a painting, but I think we need a program. And so that's how mm -hmm. it was birthed. The I idea see. is that we could include art, but there's a little bit more to it than that. I think that this program can bridge, as stated, both the Everyday Access Grant and then the idea that people can use art as a vehicle to discuss things that they would never discuss on their exactly. own. Exactly. It's very uncomfortable to be in a space where you want to, to do better and, and since do good, but what does that look like? Mm. Art creates those opportunities for people to come. If you think about anyone that's engaged in any type of exhibit experience, diversity really truly is there. You have people from all different walks of life, they come, they watch, they talk, and then they disperse. So what does that mean? That means that art is bringing people together, but it's equity that it maintains that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so equity in arts is supposed to do that year round. Uh, we started out with, instead of creating a mural, we started out with the Logic Lab, which will be launching in January of 2022. Oh, okay. It is a residency program that will allow artists, uh, both emerging and established, to have the opportunity to engage with not only the uh, everyday community leaders and the Logic family, if you will, but the entire you know Louisville community. And it's not hyper-local. Since this is a national program, they will have the ability to have a heightened awareness of their other colleagues, right, in Madison and in Champaign. So, like, there's ways for their art to be amplified in regions that they may never have traveled to. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a space for the artists to grow, the community to grow and engage with the artists for 30 days. That's what the residency program will be. And then have artist talks and a lot of insulated programming around that, not transactions. It's not buy the art and leave. I want to know the artist. What makes you tick? Like, why do you create what you create? What are you doing to change your community? So it's, it's got to be impact driven. But the program is not just for artists. And so equity in arts, again, if we're talking about art as a process, of how we interpret, how we we connect with others. This is not come artists. Yes, come artists. And yes, let's remove barriers, but let everyone come to the table and let's all discuss. And that could be someone that's considered a stakeholder or a power holder. 
because mm -hmm. if we really challenge that notion, all of us are stakeholders and all of us are power holders, right? So we have the abilities to do both, at, depending on what time we're in. We can all come and discuss different topics throughout the year. Hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that through art. Wow. I'm speaking today with two guests who are involved with a new to Louisville nonprofit business called Logic Everyday Community. You just heard from their equity and arts director, Marlisha Woods, who was a guest on this program back in April talking about art embodied. And we also have the CEO, Cheryl Farr, who oversees these communities in, as has been hinted at, I guess, so we should really nail it down for people, is now available in three different communities, right? You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's correct. Louisville is our third location. We also have a Logic Everyday community. The first one was in Champaign, Illinois, and the second one was in Madison, Wisconsin. So three, the first three of more to come, hopefully. Oh, wow. <laughs> Absolutely. But Louisville is the third, and of course, we've just opened. So right now, we're working with the three that we have, but looking to, in the near future, hopefully grow the brand even yeah. further. And I feel like this idea of a co-working space and co-working community, as you really emphasized earlier, mm -hmm doesn't seem like just a passing fad to me. Like it feels like it really fits in with the changing nature of work in America, right? And the way that business is evolving. Absolutely. I think for a couple of reasons. I think, frankly, it is a more sustainable model for the way as people grow in entrepreneurship right. and small business, yeah. it does allow us to share resources in a way with other small businesses and other growing businesses, often fast growing businesses, mm -hmm. it allows them to share resources in a way that they might not otherwise be able to. Mm -hmm. It actually allows them the flexibility to grow. So in, in my other life, I own a branding agency based in Denver, Colorado. And we used to have until beginning of 2020, we had a formal office. Yep. We, had, we, hold, we were leaseholders. <laughs> We had a five-year lease, we furnished, we outfitted, we had the internet contract, we did all the pieces. Wow. But that model, we'll never do it again because yeah. most small businesses, it's impossible to imagine what you're, what you're gonna, what life is gonna look like in five years, right? <laughs> yeah. That's an eternity. <laughs> yes. And so the co-working model creates that flexibility to move as your business grows and, and changes. And the other thing it does, I think, for individual entrepreneurs, individual professionals, yeah. right, and small businesses, is a rising tide does float all boats. You really do, being out in your community, connecting to other like-minded folks, um, sharing ideas, getting to know each other, growing your network yeah. in a really sort of natural, organic way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think with especially what we've been through recently and are still going through, people are tired of being trapped at their kitchen table or their home office. Some people still love it and will, sure. but some people aren't, aren't made for it. Yeah, yeah. And what we've seen is that people are community beings. They want yeah. to be together and good things happen from bringing people together. And so I think we've got a model that's here to stay. Yeah. And it's taking on a whole different even form as we emerge from COVID slowly, but surely, um, because people are finding the value in being in this kind of shared model yeah. that is so much more resourceful and is really becomes a, a, a strong win-win. 
Well, to me, it feels a lot like it's replicating the world of universities and schools yes. and in, in putting it more in the business and, and work world where you live together, you study together, you form community. Uh, and yeah, like you said, like, you know, if my neighbor in the classroom is performing well, that can help me perform well, too, if we have a relationship and can learn from each other. So uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, you know, it, it creates a great framework, you know, like a university, co-working at its best also becomes a source a, a birthplace for great thought leadership, yeah, right? Yeah. A place to have great conversations. Right. And so the topic of equity in arts and and really bringing that alive in a dynamic like this, I think adds value for our staff and yeah. adds value for our community members to be able to be part of those conversations and see these dialogues come alive, not only in the visual arts and the performing arts, but the but the culinary arts, in the education arts, in the in the art of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. one of the things Marlisha's taught me is the idea that, right, we all are artists. We all have yes. what is our art. I remember right? that from our previous conversation. And, <laughs> but, you know, it really, it comes alive in an environment where you're bringing people from different walks of life and different disciplines and different passions yes. together. Yes, yes. And not some of us are artists and others are not. We're all artists in well, our own way. Here's speaking as a not really don't consider myself an artist kind of person, even though I was really excited by art in like high school, but I haven't pursued it since. Uh, I think a barrier in our minds, a mental block here is that we think art means beauty. And like I need to if I'm going to be an artist, I, I really need to be able to make something that's like above and beyond beautiful. But art is really just expression. Right. And it's beautiful in a way, maybe, but it doesn't have to conform to like somebody else's standard of what beauty is. Right. Exactly. When you redefine art, you can think of all the different ways that you can construct and build and you can deconstruct. Yeah. I like to think I'm an unlearner. Right. And yeah. so when we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you have to unlearn some things. Like we've all been taught some things that we, we probably should unlearn as adults. And so yes. art allows us to do that. And right. it doesn't have to be what your version of beauty is yeah. because your beauty could be my chaos, right? Exactly. Like so I don't have to be afraid to see a difference yeah. and respect and value that difference, even if I don't necessarily um, produce the same as you. Uh, right now, I'm working internally with the staff for the next six months, essentially, yeah. before 2022. We're working in-house. And I have met just about everyone here and there in all the departments, right? And so we're talking about our last discussion. The focus was personhood and production. Oh, wow. What is the difference, right? Like, yes, you produce, you work, but what are you outside of work? Uh -huh. And if you can have a true alignment with the company that you work for, most people would stay, right? Like, you would stay at a company if you felt like you had that value and you had that voice, yeah. um, you had that agency. And so how can we amplify that through the arts? Yeah. I need to see you in the building. Even yeah. when you're not in the building, I need to see you. What do you <laughs> like outside of here? You know, how do you have that work-life balance? Workplace wellness can't be outside of an art discussion. Hmm. Like, you're creating space for people to thrive. Hmm. That's what it is. It's not with paint. <laughs> We're dealing with people that's just as flexible and just as fluid. I want to know who you are. I want to know what is your art. And meeting different individuals, some of the art that has been displayed so far, it may be in the sense we have a concierge, this wonderful Justin. He's a people person. Great. That's great. Your alignment with 
concierge, you need to be in the forefront. You don't need to be in the shadows because you're great with people. Yeah. But if you love horticulture and Earth Day comes up, I think I need to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your green thumb. We yeah. need to amplify that voice because your art matters in this space. And when people feel like they matter, that's when I mentioned the ex- exhibits and how it's so easy for people to come and leave and never come back again. Mm-hmm. That's because they may not see themselves. When you don't see yourself, you don't care enough to return. But when you see yourself in the workspace, you want to help and you want to help the other person next to you because you see yourself, you can see somebody else. It's really hard to value someone else when you don't value yourself. Mm. I value other workspaces because I value my work. Mm. And so art amplifies that. Wow. If you will. All right. Random thought in my head from that, from that great comment. Uh, I had an experience watching Shakespeare in the Park. You all know that in Central Park, right? Mm-hmm. And they always do a partnership with Louisville Ballet. Mm-hmm. And so just at the close of the season, there was a wonderful, you know, balletic interpretation of Shakespeare. And I know nothing about dance, certainly don't know anything about ballet, but I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate to this because I'm not a ballet dancer, right? To me, this is like ballet is like speaking a, another language. Right? It's, it's like dance is a language. It's another way to communicate. I know what it's like to learn other languages and, and speak them. And it started making me think, huh, am I? Well, first of all, it made me think, do these ballet dancers use this language off the stage? Surely they must, right? Like this must be part of their life, like you were saying, like the person that they've become. Mm-hmm. But they must be more in tuned to this language than I am as a lay person. And I started wondering, Am I speaking in a different language without really intending it just by the way I move, for instance? Is this something I need to learn about myself? Um, Is is that kind of what you're talking about? Does that make any sense? Does that resonate? Yes. Our nonverbal and our verbal communication, all of that is, it is centered in the art conversation. Yeah. Yes. And so your work is a byproduct of you. Sometimes people try to sever, and last year was very clear that you can't. Yeah. Like when different companies would put out a statement of, I care now, right? What were they saying? (laughs) They said, I care because they needed to hurry up and fix it so that you really believe like the person behind the curtain is actually really cool with you because we need to, you know, keep you as a patron client customer, right? Right, And so the idea is that you could be maybe toxic on this end, but then produce something of value here and people will buy in. And it's very clear last year. No, that's not the case. Like, if you are toxic, it will spill over into all mm-hmm. of the other areas of what you do. Right. Right. And so that's the same concept. Yeah. yeah. You can't really sever the two. Hmm. And so when you bring your art, when you bring your work, if you're an accountant, your art is numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> your art is numbers and hopefully helping people, you know. But, you know, when you bring that art to logic, you can connect with other people and value what their art is. And then just like in a gallery space, when all the paintings are up and they're different backdrops, but you can still enjoy all of the pieces, that's what the people are doing. Yeah. The people are the art. The other thing that strikes me about your, your example, one of the nice things about logic, uh, one of the magical things about it, and I think there's magic in putting those adjacencies together, these things that don't, mm. you don't normally think of as going together, yes. but they create opportunity. One of the things about a logic is, you know, you don't normally put food and beverage folks in business with childcare providers. And they actually walk in different worlds. Their art is different, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it creates this, it, on its face, it creates this opportunity for people with different perspectives to come together. And 
actually see outside of their own perspective. When you were speaking of that example, just watching those dancers made you realize that they weren't, that there was vocabulary exactly. there. Right? And how does that make you see your own vocabulary? You know, I have the pleasure of having an extraordinary food and beverage team and an extraordinary kitchen team who has taught me so much here in Louisville about watching them, how they prepare their knives and how they mm. set the stage, mm. how they how they honor the fish and the meat and the vegetables that show up, how they behave and honor their tools and honor those ingredients and treat them with respect and love and honoring where they came from mm -hmm. has given me a whole new perspective on how I think about the food that is on my plate that I've never had before. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that pleasure of being able to step into a world and have your aperture opened mm. and you start to see not only others, but think about what that means in your own life wow. is really exciting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Absolutely. And I think you can end up tasting that love in the food too, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think all of this, I think this dialogue is really what equity in arts is about, yeah, right? Yeah. It's about how do we open that aperture mm. for others and ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And as a place that brings people together, at the end of the day, that's our job is to bring people together yeah. to have experiences. How can those really make us all a little bit better having that having our apertures just a little wider fuller more realized humans right <laughs> that's what we're exactly. trying to be <laughs> that's what we're trying to be <laughs> that is so cool i'm speaking today with uh, two folks from uh, logic everyday community it's just opened at the Gateway to New Building uh, there on East Market at Hancock. You just heard from Cheryl Farr. She's CEO. And we also have the Equity and Arts Director, Marlisha Woods, back on the show after she was here in April. So tell us a little bit more about what we can expect in January when this all rolls out. Is this, uh, is this something that the public can get involved in? Are there going to be community conversations? Or what's this going to look like? Absolutely. <laughs> that is the goal. <laughs> If you find yourself intrigued at all by this conversation, please contact us. Yeah. You know, go to logic.org. There's an info section. I would like to hear from you. If you're a community leader and you see that you need an event space as included in the Everyday Access Grant, which I'm not for sure if everyone's aware, but if you are a nonprofit organization, you can host a meeting for free. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there are many advantages of connecting. Wow. And people may not be aware of those, but plenty of space wow. and opportunity for everyone. If you're an artist, of course, I want to meet you. I want to see you. I want to see your work. But if, if you're not an artist and you find that, hey, I just want to be connected to someone else that's in a different field and industry as me, but I want to learn, mm. that's the space for you. Mm. If you want to engage in cultural fluency and you don't know where to begin with your children, right, as a parent <laughs> yeah. or an educator, logic is a space for you. Huh. Um, yes, across the board, we're, we're Changing how we do business on a large scale. Remember, this is not hyper-local. It's a little, we love Louisville, <laughs> but it's not just a Louisville thing. Because yeah. when you think of challenges, it's really easy to think it's a Louisville problem. Mm. It's a my business problem. Mm. And then it, when you have a, a, that 
micro view, then you only can get the solutions from that small scope. Right. But when you think outside of, okay, this is a national problem, mm -hmm. then I can connect with another logic in another region. Maybe they have the solution, but you would never connect with them if you weren't, if you weren't open-minded to do the co-working space, right? Or if you weren't willing to co-create, co-learn, uh, coexist. Like that's what equity in arts is. Mm. Wow. So cool. All right. So tell me more about the the Logic Lab program. I'd like to learn just a little bit more about what's in the works there. Okay. So if you are a patron as of 2022, you can come and see an artist at their best creating right it's oh, yeah? a studio space one of the office spaces will be transformed if you're a performing artist there's space Ooh. for you as well so this Ooh. is not just a visual based thing the artist will be there for the full month they will create as much as they possibly can and transform that space so wow. that aesthetic will represent what they like um you can of course patronize and you know invest into their art and, and invest in ways to bring them out to your events as well oh, wow uh, artist talks however they see fit to roll out their canvas on logic's walls that's what that space will be for um it gives a level of mentorship okay but the focus is not just on mentorship i like the idea of constant education i'm a lifelong learner right mm. so i i do appreciate mentorship in place but it, it's more than that mm -hmm. it allows the artist to really truly have that voice uh, when we talk about art in a gallery space of sense there's this curator and the curator tells you how the story is going to be right they read the painting for you for anyone right. that's confused the curator <laughs> helps you out yeah i don't approach it that way there are curatorial services but the artist is telling their own story you can create and you can curate your own, mm. right? You, mm. you have the, the full narrative is all on you. So if you want us to see who you are, what your work is, why do you create, who do you create for, then come to the space. So that's something live now? People can sort of throw their hat in the ring for the Logic Lab? I am currently <laughs> in the space until 2022 I got you. Okay. doing demos. Okay. However, if you would like to engage in that, the, the opportunities will be released in November. Yeah. So the call will go out, and uh, the call will be there for anyone that takes a, us up on our offer. And again, it's a 30-day commitment? 30-day for a full month. Wow. They have that space. All kinds of artists. 24-7 access. 24-7 access. Yes. Wow, that's exciting. space to create. There you are. Wow. Logic. That, that's exciting in so many ways. Very yes. cool. Well, we're, we're getting down towards the end of our time together. Uh, I know you wanted to mention that there were special university memberships available, too, since, uh, you know, I, I referenced how this is, sounds kind of like a university in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, we actually, um, in all of our towns, we have, we're very close to the university presence. Yeah. And what we're finding, especially with some universities, public spaces are not open the yeah. same way they used to be. Yeah and study spaces and that kind of thing. So um, I just wanted to mention that we do have um, our logic co-working, our logic workplace space is open for those from, um, with university alliances, students, staff, faculty, okay. um, who need that kind of space, yeah. who would really value the 24 seven access, the technology, the all-night coffee, the snacks, that kind of thing. Um, a <laughs> place perfect. to study. A place to study. So we do have special rates for university members, and we found a lot of popularity in uh, Champaign and Madison. Yeah. Not only with students who really want that place to focus, be taken care of, 
but not just students, but faculty and staff yeah. who need that place to land and to be. And right now, because we're at the beginning of the semester, we're doing a, a special offer for folks who sign up for the semester who can come in and get a free gift of a pair of a set of Bluetooth headphones. Oh, nice. So, which work great in, if you're in some of the yeah. public spaces. So it's, it's pretty cool. We just we like, love to be able to serve uh, university students, faculty, and staff who really need that place to, to focus and do what they do best. Yeah. And especially, like I said, now with not all spaces in universities are not as open often. Right. As well, they're, they're scary because we're worried about COVID. <laughs> exactly. And we're very, um, just COVID protocols are really critical, essential to our business. Yeah. So we are very focused on staying safe, um, keeping our customers safe, masking and, and sanitization yeah. and that kind of thing. Well, great. So we want to be a place that people feel safe to come and that's mission critical for us. And people can learn more about that and about the membership levels and things like that by going to logic.org. Is that right? L-O-D-G-I-C.org. Yes. Uh, any last things before I let you go that I forgot to ask about or anything like that that you really wanted to plug or mention? I look forward to connecting. I really do. I look forward to connecting and building a community that people see that they not only belong, but they want to bring somebody else. Yeah. If this is truly communal, once you enjoy it and you like it, go tell a friend. Yeah. I'd love to encourage folks to come visit us at Logic, whether they're interested in any one part of the business or just to see what it's all about. I come know. look at our demo of equity in arts. We're currently enrolling students in our childcare center. Our restaurant is open, our cafe is open during the day. And we'd love, love to host you and show you what Logic's all about and what we really believe in and how we strive to be a place of positive energy and connection nice. in Louisville. So. I myself am excited to come check it out. I haven't been yet. I, used, I was telling just before we turned the mics on how I used to community garden there on East Main. And uh, I keep passing by and being wondering what's going on in this new space. So I'm going to have to come check out uh, what's going on with Logic at the Gateway to Nulu Building. It's right there on East Market at Hancock. Thank you so much, Cheryl Farr, CEO, and Marlisha Woods, the Equity and Arts Director, for taking the time to join me today. Thank you, Justin. Absolutely. This was great. All right. I look forward to keeping my finger on the pulse of logic. Uh, and I look forward to keeping you all uh, on the air here. We are going to be back in just a minute with our community action calendar. Got a whole bunch of ideas about how you can get engaged in sustainability this week. So stay tuned, my friends. Flow like a river to the sea Knowing it's all in you
Sweet sounds of Appalachian behind us now. Many thanks to them for giving us permission to use their great local music on the podcast versions of our programs, which you can find archived at forwardradio.org. And you can learn more about Appalachian at Appalachian.com. My name is Justin Mogg, and this is Sustainability Now. And it is time now to get our pencils sharpened and our calendars out. Get ready to take action this week for sustainability. This is Bernheim Bugapalooza Week. It's all week through Saturday, September 18th. Bernheim is celebrating and investigating insects and their relatives. Bugapalooza is a hybrid event offering both virtual and in-person opportunities. So this is one Bernheim event you don't have to drive to, my friends. Throughout the week, you can expect an array of virtual happenings, including expert presentations, artist panels, uh, interview with an insect videos, and bug-related blogs. Most in-person events will take place on Friday the 17th and Saturday, September 18th, and include discovery stations, bug safaris, live bugs, a bug-themed concert, and more, all happening around Bernheim's Visitor Center out in Claremont, Kentucky. Go to bernheim.org slash bugs for all things six- and eight-legged all week through Saturday the 18th. Bernheim Bugapalooza at B-E-R-N-H-E-I-M dot org slash bugs. Now, coming up on Wednesday, September 15th at 5 p.m., it is the deadline to apply for MSD Urban Reforestation Grants. The Louisville MSD Urban Reforestation Grants Program is now accepting applications for tree planting projects in our community. Grants will pay for trees planted within the MSD Drainage Service Area, which includes all of Jefferson County, except for the cities of Shively, Jefferson Town, St. Matthews, and 
Anchorage. You can download the application, and uh, the deadline is Wednesday, April 15th at 5 p.m., and you can find it at louisvillemsd.org slash trees. If you have any questions, you can contact Jennifer Kern at 502-540-6241. Again, the deadline for urban reforestation grants from a Metropolitan Sewer District is coming up this Wednesday the 15th at 5 p.m. So go to louisvillemsd.org slash trees right now and check it out. Also coming up on Wednesday the 15th, as soon as you, you know, the ink dries on that application for your urban reforestation grant, you can uh, pour yourself a drink and celebrate with Green Drinks Louisville with Carrie Van Winkle of Natural Investments. It takes place this Wednesday the 15th from 6 to 7 p.m., also virtual online. Join from anywhere. The Louisville Sustainability Council's Green Drinks is a casual monthly meetup of community members and organizations. Each month, LA hosts different speakers from across the city to educate and inform the community on local happenings, projects, and initiatives. And the presentation is followed by a Q&A discussion and networking. Typically held at various local restaurants and bars, Green Drinks Louisville is still meeting virtually during the pandemic to maintain our connections. This month's guest speaker is Carrie Van Winkle, former guest on this program, a socially responsive investment advisor with the nationally recognized impact investing firm Natural investments. Carrie supports her clients as they navigate sudden money experiences such as inheritance, divorce, loss of a parent, spouse, or other loved one, and so that they are clear and more confident to act in their money life in ways that are aligned with their values. Carrie hosts the Smart and Soulful Money podcast, which you probably heard from time to time on the Access Hour here on Forward Radio, where she explores the intersection of our relationship with money, feminism, activism, spirituality, and sustainability. At Wednesday's Green Drinks, Carrie will share her Empower Your Money for Good framework and describe how it can be utilized to ensure that your values are reflected in your money life. She'll walk attendees through her simple, intentional, and action-oriented process, helping you gain clarity on how you would like to create positive change in the world and recognizing where you may already be doing so by using money as a positive tool for change. So to get yourself registered for this virtual Green Drinks Louisville on Wednesday at 6 p.m., go to louisvillesustainabilitycouncil.org or you can find Green Drinks Louisville on Facebook as well, louisvillesustainabilitycouncil.org. Now, coming up on Thursday at uh, noon at September 16th, the third Thursday lunch series presented by Fellowship of Reconciliation and Sowers of Justice Network to vital supporters of us here at Forward Radio. They are presenting Reverend Kelly Kirby on philanthropic redlining, and it is from noon to 1 p.m. on Thursday, and it's online now. Reverend Kirby will discuss philanthropic redlining and how we can support economic justice for the American descendants of slavery by supporting black-led institutions. Inequities in funding among nonprofits have led to the growing use of this term, philanthropic redlining, which highlights misguided donor attitudes and practices that have led to significant underfunding of black-led organizations, particularly here in the South and Midwest. 
black-led organizations are more likely to be more reliant on government grants, resulting in many of them being more vulnerable to changes in government and to recessions. Kelly Kirby is the rector of St. Matthew's, a creative and hopeful Episcopalian parish in Louisville. Her current projects include Empower West Louisville, a diverse collaboration that strives for racial healing through economic justice and citywide book studies, the 2021 Bingham Fellows class, and participation in the Collegeville Communities of Calling initiative, a project on how the many callings throughout our lives bring about wholeness in the world. The event will also be live streamed on the Sowers of Justice Facebook page, which is where you can go to find a link to register for Thursday's uh, third Thursday lunch series. And that is at facebook.com slash S-O-J-N-L-O-U. You can also find the link to register at louisvillefor.org. That's the Fellowship of Reconciliation. You find them at louisvillefor.org. Now, coming up Friday, September 17th, it's Give for Good Louisville, the day of giving back to your community. So get ready to give on September 17th, starting at midnight. You can visit giveforgoodlouisville.org to make a donation to all your favorite local nonprofits, including us here at Forward Radio. And uh, it's all the community organizations that make our our community resilient and livable. All giving will end at 11.59 p.m. on September 17th, so make sure you get your gift in on time. We'll be doing special live programming here in the studio to shout out all of our donors, so tune in at 11 a.m. for a live critical thinking for everyone, at 1 p.m. for a live access hour, and at 9 p.m. for a live truth to power. And if you give before or during those programs, we will shout you out on the air. We are so looking forward to being buoyed by your support by going to giveforgoodlouisville.org anytime on Friday, September 17th and giving generously, whatever you can do to support this station. Uh, It all helps keep us on the air and helps us get some matching grants from the Community Foundation of Louisville. So don't miss out on this opportunity coming up Friday, September 17th at giveforgoodlouisville.org. Now, on Saturday the 18th, it's the Louisville Grows Plant 5K Run and Walk taking place at 9 a.m. over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Run for the trees so you can eventually run under a tree canopy. You can help restore our community's urban tree canopy by participating in the annual Plant 5K. All proceeds from this charitable event support Louisville Grows Urban Forestry Program with a goal to plant 5,000 trees by 2025. The overall winner of 